Hello and welcome to Speak Female, a podcast for ambitious and career-driven women. Speak Female means changing the meaning around words and phrases that are associated with women, or in fact have a negative association. It is about how we can and will edit the narrative to build a more understanding, diverse and balanced world and of course workplace. In every other episode, I interview an inspirational individual around an array of subjects, from financial independence, being an entrepreneur and women in tech, to transitioning career, female empowerment and mental health. Hello and welcome back to Speak Female. In this episode, I'm going to take you through the do's and don'ts for creating a CV. The truth is writing a CV is a complete art form. It can take so many attempts before you have a coherent document that recruiters then run through a system to pick out the keywords before passing it on to the hiring manager. But once you've mastered your CV, that sense of achievement feels fantastic. And this document, which is your CV, will take you through the rest of your career. It's always difficult to know where to start, but first you need to know where not to go. So there are certain things that should not appear on your CV. In this part of the podcast, I'm going to tell you the things that should not be appearing. The first one is pretty obvious, private and personal data. So that's your date of birth, gender, religious belief, national insurance number, and even sexual orientation. Such information would just open you up for discrimination. Another one which might be obvious as well is inappropriate contact information. With this, I mean your email. If your email is bossbabe27 at emailprovider.com or something far more unsavoury and you know exactly what I mean, then that's absolutely fine for your social media but not so fine for a job. So get onto Google, create a new email, firstname.secondname at gmail.com. Perfect, done. Another area to not include on your CV is your social media handles. Other than LinkedIn, there's no need to include your others. You also don't need to include every single grade that you've ever done from any exam. After a few years, your school grades become irrelevant. So when you're going through your grades and school and education, just use the most recent first and then use fewer details as you go along. The next one, again, might seem obvious, but colours and funky formats. Now, this really depends on the job that you're applying for. If you're applying for something that's a little bit more creative, so, you know, for example, Innocent Smoothies, you can turn your CV into a virtual 3D bottle. Not only will you stand out, but your skills will stand out too. But anything else, if you're going for an account manager role or marketing, IT, just use a PDF word format. And when I was speaking to a recruitment friend of mine, she actually told me how she wished that candidates use that black and white standard format. It makes it much easier for them as recruiters and it's just so much more easier to read. So don't get rejected because you made your CV bright green. The next two points really are around not making things up. So anything like a made up job title or fake skills. It's so frustrating for recruiters when they interview a candidate and they start to realise that a candidate has never done the job before or even has the skills. It's just a waste of time. Don't include your photo. I know that in some countries it can be standard practice, but in the UK, it is one of the few personal details that you're better off removing. Not only does it take up valuable space, but it can also give a recruiter the option to unconscious bias. 
Another thing to not include as well, which might surprise you, is hobbies and interests. Unless you do something remarkable, then don't bother including anything. We all like to read, go to the gym and cook. These hobbies are not going to make you a stand-up candidate. Now we've gone through some of the bits that shouldn't be included in your CV, let's talk through what should be on there. So make sure your CV clearly states your name, address and telephone number and email address. Make sure you save the file clearly as well, so just your full name, CV, perfect. In the next line, you want to do something around a small introduction, so no more than four to five lines. Open up with something about who you are, what relevant skills do you have, and have you ever done an amazing improvement? So maybe you implemented something and it significantly improved something for the industry. The next section, before you go into your career history, you can include things like your industry qualifications. So if you're in marketing or IT, there might be something specific you might want to include there. If there's other things as well, such as your key skills, why don't you include things like you're great at managing people or coaching or just things like that. Really think about key skills that's needed for that role. When going into career history, it's the most relevant first. So ensure you have the role, company name and location. And if it's a company that perhaps is not as well known as others, Write a small blurb about what the company does and what it does for that industry. When you're writing your paragraphs for your career history, make sure you include some really good key achievements. Ideally, include three. The key achievements need to tell and sell your skills. However, it needs to be in a short paragraph. So using the STAR method, which is situation, task, action, result, this can help you draw out your achievements. For example, think about a situation and a task that you had to do. What actions did you take and what was the result? Do that for the next following few. And then as you go through your CV, you don't need to include anything more than say 10 to 15 years. Anything more than that, make sure you just bullet point any other jobs that you had back in the 70s or 80s. Now we're gonna move on to education history. And this really does depend on the level that you're at too. If you're a fresh graduate out of university, then you can put your education first and include as much information as you like around your subject, any key projects, what the results was, and things like that. If you are a little bit more seasoned, this is the bit now that you'd wanna talk about. Put your university piece in there, what subject you've done, and then include that for your school and college as well, just your main grade. So just nine full GCSEs, English, maths and science, that should be more than enough. To finish off, it's really interesting how I see people put references. So nowadays you actually can just put references available upon request. So I suggest that you do that. To end this podcast today, I just want to give you a few other little hints and tips. Try to keep your CV to two pages. Make sure you've got a good template. Use keywords throughout your CV that are suitable to your industry. Do your research within the specific job spec and apply those keywords. If you can, make sure you export your Word doc into a PDF. If you're going for an art fashion type role, remember the hint that I gave early on in this podcast about putting it into a different format. Always attach a cover letter and always use spell check. 
Now on Word, you can go to review and then read aloud. This will read out your CV so you can hear what it sounds like and make sure that you've got nothing missing and that sentences flow nicely. As part of this podcast, I want to end with an offer. I offer a two-hour CV surgery where we will work one-to-one. We will build a CV, a cover letter, talk through some interview techniques, and you will go away with a fully finished CV, a fully finished cover letter, an interview guide, 25-page interview guide, and within one month of doing the one-to-one session with me, if you make any tweaks or changes to your CV or cover letter, you can send it to me and I can review that for you for free. If you would like to take me up on this offer, you can email coaching at lucygrimwade.com and if you use the code word SPEAKFEMALE, there will be 20% off your package. Thank you for listening to this episode of Speak Female. If you've enjoyed this topic, please like, share, subscribe and comment on this podcast. I've been your host, Lucy Grimwade. This podcast has been edited by Natalia Holly. And remember, ambition isn't a dirty word.